Forgotten Flicks, episode 36, The Monster Squad, 2012 when he thinks he's looking at 2011 and plans this whole thing out based on that because guess what in 2012 Halloween falls on a Wednesday so I thought I was being real clever like until I realized I was looking at the wrong year because <laughs> I'm a moron <laughs> which you'll know if this is your first time listening to the show you will discover that very very quickly so yeah I kind of screwed that one up however we've decided no no there's no turning back Nope, the, the creeper's on the bus, kids. This is Jeepers Creepers 2, and he's on the bus, and there's no escaping him. That was a horrible movie. And Besides, we're only cheating by one day. Yeah, so, right. well, I mean, well, well, two, technically, because we're, we're going to, Halloween's on a Monday. We are going to release our episode, our 40th episode, Jason. It will be our 40th crap. episode. 40. Yeah, we might as well pack it in, because as everybody knows, once you're 40. Wow. Yeah. Wait, Jason, how old are you? Downhill party. Jason, what are you? How old are you? Oh, never mind. Shut up. So anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah, so tonight's episode, today, this morning, whenever the heck you're listening <sighs> to this, I keep forgetting, is The Monster Squad. The beloved 80s classic about a group of friends who goes on a adventure against perilous forces. It's filled with action and booby traps and lots booty and traps. Booty yes, traps. Booty traps. And lots and lots of swearing and really <laughs> politically incorrect behavior. But all all brought to you by you, you the listener, who decided to choose Monster Squad, thank you JV, over Phantasm. That's all good. Yeah, which, don't get me wrong, I love both <laughs> of those movies. But considering Actually, Jason and I, I, I had this whole conversation about we were going to do a double feature of Goonies versus the Monster Squad because yeah. he's more of a Goonies guy, I was more of a Monster Squad guy, and it was going to be, we never did it. Then we did Goonies as the last episode, and when this happened... Now, some people might say the fix was in. Not really. Just at the 11th hour, JV spread the word on Twitter and got a whole bunch of totally. people to vote at the last. <laughs> yeah, and, it was, and we didn't set it up. No. Nope. But you know, what's, you know what I think is awesome? Just what's, think about this. Yeah. We were actually going to do Goonies versus Monster Squad. Yes. 32 episodes ago. We were. Isn't that just, isn't that just hard to fathom? We I were. Mean, 
it was going to be like episode four. I guess, yeah, you're right. That's right. And then, and then I did the whole, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Nah. Let's do, let's do another Bruce Campbell movie. Yeah. Hey, can we do like four Bruce Campbell episodes in a row? You know. Actually, that's a good idea. After we're done with Halloween, let's do like Bruce Campbell Christmas. Yeah, yeah a very Bruce Campbell Christmas. <laughs> Groovy. Yeah. Yes. So, Jason, before we get rocking and rolling on uh, the the featured picture of today. Do we have feedback? We have listener feedback. Oh. And we'll go through that. There's actually two of them. We'll, we'll listen to one respond, and then we'll listen to the other one and respond. Do we have anyone from the... Jason fans for life. Club. Thank the high lords of <laughs> pity and mercy. No. Oh, wait a second. But do we have one from the new face of the Jason fans for life? Club? Actually, no, we do not. But we do have something from that <laughs> left cheek. And you're the right cheek, or was it the other way around? I don't remember. Whatever, whoever the face was of the JFFL, for those that have no idea what we're talking about, you know what? Go back and listen to our old episodes, and then you'll know. <laughs> the left cheek? Is that what you said? Yes, I, I can remember. If you were the left cheek or the right cheek? I don't remember. So, we are going to bust out with listener feedback now, and I'm going to shut up. Listen I doubt that. <laughs> that was our our creepy get out <laughs> voice for listener feedback. Okay, first up, we have Tom the fanboy. I want to preface this by saying, Tom, I agree with everything. Oh, it's not fair. Hey, this is Tom the Fanboy, and we're going to need a montage. I've been catching up on your podcast archive this summer, and I love hearing about new movies and learning about the connections they have with each other. And, uh, yes, I, I actually wrote this all out so I wouldn't uh, forget anything. But I was excited when I listened to episode 23 because One Crazy Summer was one of my few HBO movies that has that feeling to it of, oh my gosh, I remember this starting, and we got to sit down in front and watch it. And my cousin Kevin and I spent several summers at my grandma's house, and she had HBO, which enabled us to watch all sorts of movies we probably shouldn't have, and that was one of our favorites. Anyway, I'm calling in because you wanted to call out, I wanted to call out one montage in particular that I, I just couldn't uh, leave mentioning, and I, I haven't caught up with your, your podcasts and the, the other ones. I'm about halfway through. And so somebody might have already pointed this out, but since you guys are recording the podcast for the film this next weekend, I had to call out Monster Squad. That montage stands out in one of my head in my head because the scenes of the kids going um, preparing them to uh, go to war against the monsters always made me and my friends when I was a kid talk about what we would do if we found out that Dracula or the Wolfman was in our neighborhood somewhere. And when you guys were talking about which was the better film, Monster Squad or Goonies, I was really torn because Goonies was shot on the Oregon coast, and that's where I'm from. I'm from Oregon. And so I'd been to most of the places that they show in the Goonies. Uh, almost all my friends were assigned a character when we were out playing on the playground, and since we had no Asians in our little redneck community, I got to play Data. Well, Data. Excuse me. Always argument there. Um, I will see the point, though, looking back at both of them, Monster Squad is indeed the better film. Yes! It stands the test of time more, no matter how Ugh. much I enjoy watching the Truffle Shuffle. <laughs> the other great montage I need to bring up, because I was shocked that nobody mentioned it. I know you, Joel said he had about 13 different 80s movies montages, and this isn't technically an 80s movie, but Army of Darkness. Um, 
I'd have to rewatch for sure. I'm not sure if there's two different montages of three, but there's the big one where they're making gunpowder with the chemistry book and training all the peasants in synchronized yelling. But the best one is the construction of the greatest cybernetic hands the Dark Ages has to offer. It's it's great because it's one of the callbacks in the movie to Evil Dead. I think it was Evil Dead 2 where Ash has the scene where they're attaching the chainsaw to his hand. Well, he's attaching the chainsaw to his hand, and it stretches the chains and tightens the bolts. and It's very, uh, very iconic. Um, before I go, though, there's one last thing i got to ask Joel to give Jason a hard time. Um, us fans have had to correct him a lot on Twitter lately. Um, I'll give him points for remembering the name Dan Tween the other day, but I have to take away about a million for forgetting that Alderaan was blown up by the Death Star. Alderaan. Come on, man. She's on a diplomatic mission from Alderaan. It's, it's inexcusable. Anyway, both of you keep up the good work. And this is Thomas Fanboy signing off. Okay, so Jason, I would like to say thank you to Tom the Fanboy for a couple reasons. One, one, I love that he brought up the Army of Darkness montage. I agree 100%. It didn't fit our 80s montage under those circumstances. However, I would have included the Evil Dead 2 montage, but did, wasn't that one of our six picks? Evil Dead 2, hadn't, wasn't that our six pick with that Campbell episode? Yes, uh, okay. and I was going to say, for Tom, the the what boy? The, the fanboy. The, the fan boy. Yeah. Fa- what? Fan yeah. boy. Whatever. Oh, we're t- <laughs> Yeah. Dig, dig, dig a little deeper, brother. Episode 3. What would Bruce Campbell do? Yes. We don't talk about montages. Oh, oh I actually about... thought you were about to give him crap for the Alderaan thing. I was going to be like, really, Jason? Because he's right. And actually, I, I actually right. I saw that when you sent that out on Twitter, and I, I thought to myself, ooh, should I tell him to delete that and pull it back in? I was like, no, no. Here's some rope, Jay. Here you go, buddy. Here you go. Because yeah. that was on accident. The, the, fa- uh-huh. the, fa- the fans mm. are frothing. The fans maybe, are frothing. Maybe I was trying to get some responses. Mm. <laughs> oh, let's play it off. I think what I'll do to get a response... <laughs> Is say yeah, wait a minute. What? I'm gonna oh, say Attack I... of the Clones is my favorite Star Wars film. <laughs> That'll get a response. <laughs> All I gotta say is if I fish out there on Twitter and say <laughs> something wrong about Star Wars, then the respondents. Yep. Okay, so I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, of course that was good. But I gotta ask you a question, Tom. This is something that's very important to me. Yes. I'll pretend you I'm said Tom, he's been but... to all the places that they filmed on Goonies. Yes. Did they suck really as bad like? as did it suck as bad as the movie? No, shut up. What was it really like going down those those slides to <laughs> One-Eyed Willie's uh, Lagoon? Because I watched that movie over I was like, God, I want to go down those slides. So I think Tom they gotta just, call us back. Let me know what it was like. I going think there the was slide. an adventure island down the street. <laughs> or Wet and Wild. Which describes Astoria. Wet and Wild, that describes my homecoming. So anyway, yes. Oof. Jason, we have one more listener feedback. This is from our buddy Will over at the Silver Emulsion Movie Review website. So let us take a listen, shall we? Hello, Forgotten Flicks podcast. This is Will from SilverEmulsion.com. And uh, I guess you're going to be watching Monster Squad, or you have watched Monster Squad. I haven't seen it in a number of years, but I remember... Loving it, thinking it was fantastic. Um, 
the inevitable comparisons to Goonies are going to come up. For me, Goonies is always going to be the best uh, because I grew up with it. I've only seen Monster Squad when I was an adult, so it just doesn't have that nostalgia factor for me. Um, but it's still a fantastic, fantastic movie. Um, I don't know what else to say. Love the podcast. Um, oh, I, I will say this. Um, when I watched Monster Squad as an adult, it impressed me, and it also impressed my girlfriend, who hates horror movies. So if, it, if it's a good enough movie to impress both of us as adults, as critical adults, it's got to be pretty damn good. So I'll just leave it at that. Love the podcast. Keep it up. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. And I just want to say... Thank you. Thank you. Wait, no, don't start thanking anybody yet, dude. I just want to say what I love about Will is unlike some people, Will acknowledges, yes, I prefer the Goonies, and then, of course, adds the caveat, as all Goonie fans have to, which is, because I grew up with it, which, okay, fine. Um, but wait, 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 wait. But then, but then, in a very gentleman-like fashion, he concedes the point that if even as an adult he can appreciate the Monster Squad got to be a pretty damn good movie. Jason. Oh, I'm sorry. Are what, you what? done talking? Oh, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's time to play the trailer. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Yes. And now... <laughs> oh, wait. Before we get into the trailer, though, you know, one of the things we've had some feedback in the past about is sometimes unintentionally... You let it slip about what's going to happen in the movie, and you know sometimes we we kind of I think let spoilers loose, and then we people do. get a little oh, oh. teed off about that. Oh, oh, Jason, you know what? You know what? We have uh, a remedy for yeah. that problem. Well, you know, sometimes it's. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it now. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? And then, like, out of nowhere, the Wolfman appears, and he's all like, Rah! and then, like, the fat kid, he's all like, ah! and then Sean goes, kick him in the... Excuse me. Excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. Huh. That is awesome, no matter how many times I hear it. <laughs> I have come yeah. to a conclusion, by the way. What's that? That is a Daihatsu charade. <laughs> <laughs> Daihatsu. It is a Daihatsu. A lawnmower with a chest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you to JV for that fantastic oh. drop that I wish we could just keep using, even <laughs> though it will awesome. make absolutely no sense after this episode. And in a slightly um, ironic twist, I probably should have used it at the beginning of the, uh, the episode, considering what we opened with. <laughs> So yes, Jason, now without further ado, we will begin with the Monster Squad trailer. You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. What's a squad? It's like Miami Vice, I think. They're young and inexperienced. 
Naughty virgin. They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real. We don't know that, sir. Two thousand year old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. But when strange things start happening in town, there's a monster in my closet. Ooh, look at that big scary monster! What's happening? Do I kill the werewolf? Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. Something's out there and it's killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us. Soon the creatures of the night shall rule the world. Real monsters? Us? Midnight in the world, remember? Maybe we could be like Mascot and Stitch, you know, two mask bombs. We got a 1035, Stitch back up, hurry up! We need your squad. The book is right. Don't you think it's all true? By midnight. You guys! They won't seem so young anymore. Monster Squad. Wolfman's gone. I absolutely love that in the trailer <laughs> they use the Wolfman's Got Nards line. And I love that it starts with they were inexperienced cut to Are you a virgin? Or how did he say it? Was it <laughs> yes. They make we'll start with uh they're inexperienced. Cut to line about virgin. Nice. And then something like they've grown up too fast. Yeah. Yes. So the Monster Squad from 1987 uh, was directed by Fred Decker, a uh, personal fave of mine, because of Robocop 3. Not because he also did Night of the Creeps right before he did this movie. And if you pay really close attention to Night of the Creeps, wait, I'm not going to give it away because maybe, maybe, just maybe Night of the Creeps is one of our... October Spooky Flicks Fest, which just occurred to me. We're going to have two <laughs> Fred Decker movies. Uh, hey, we've done a Fred Decker movie before. Well, he wrote, yeah, he wrote the story for House. Yeah, exactly. Actually, so. we just be called the Fred Decker Podcast. Uh, no, it's the Tim Thomerson, uh, Bruce Campbell, Fred Decker. Oh, Terry Quinn. Terry Quinn ah, Podcast. You know, it really feels like, uh, you know, if I didn't say his name during an episode... <laughs> So yes, yes, this is the the All Hands on Deck podcast. And Mr. Awful. Red Deck what? All four people. I think he said awful. Oh, awful. <laughs> Fred Fred Decker wrote and directed the Monster Squad. And honestly, I would tell you who it starred, but no, nah, I'm just kidding. It started it starred Tom Noonan, who played uh Frankie the Frankenstein's monster, which mm. good on him for acknowledging that he is not in fact Frankenstein, he is <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, he he played the uh, the wonderful monster. Um, I'm going to attempt to say his last name. Duncan, I believe it's Regeer, played Dracula, who, in my opinion, is one of the better Draculas to ever don the cape. I thought he was great. Uh, Stephen Macht is uh, the father, Dell, the cop, the the rugged cop, or as Jason likes to put it, the AA guy. <laughs> 
The whiskey swollen drunk? What? <laughs> no, what? Um, Andre plays Sean, the leader of said squad. Yep. Robbie plays Patrick, which Robbie Kiger, excuse me, I probably want to throw his last name in there. He it, plays Patrick, it, who is... Andre uh, Cower. Yes, he, he plays uh, uh, Patrick, who is... Uh, well, I, said, I didn't say Andre, I just said his last first name. You said Andre oh my and God. Robbie. Like I'm on a friggin' first name like you baby. know him. Oh my God. What is All that? Andre on you. Do, can you tell I'm totally trying to read this off of IMDb and... Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Andre Gower plays Sean, the leader of the Monster Squad, and Robbie play Kiger <laughs> plays Patrick, his best friend, and I guess sort of kind of like his co-host, like a sidekick, like kind of like a flick sidekick, like yeah, yeah, with the really- hot sister that kids <laughs> take naked. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. So yes, he was actually in. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I meant to mention this earlier. Um, Patrick was in Children of the Corn. Oh, yes. He, he played Job. Yeah, Job and Sarah, the two little kids that I guess aren't quite as evil as Isaac and his minions. We really have got to do that movie, by the way. I love that movie. Malachi. Okay. It called me when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Challen played Horace, and Ryan Lambert played Rudy. Jason, do you know what Ryan Lambert's acting debut was? Uh, don't look no. on IMDb. Oh, you don't really? I'm not looking. Now, wait. Um, Ryan played... Rudy. The, um... Not the football player. No, no. <laughs> well, yes, not, not Rudy. No, he was Rudy in the <clears throat> in the show. Yes. He was the cigarette-smoking, BMX-riding... 28-year-old. Yes, who seemed to hang out with 12-year-olds. Yes, yes. I actually, I'm, I swear to God, without looking up, know what he was from. Go for it. Kids Incorporated. K I D S. Wow. How did we ever get laid? Oh my God. I am serious. Which was not as. If it wasn't proof, if there wasn't proof with like us actually having children, and even then, you know, I suppose there's no real proof other than, you know, we have a DNA test. Unbelievable. Anyway. That and you can't do that on television. He was in that? No, no, not him. But you remember Uh, that show? Oh, yeah. Moose. Yes. Hello. And Kevin, listen to me. That was what? The. It was the 80s, right? Early 80s? Oh, heck yeah, dude. Like 83? Yeah. Ready for this? I'm pulling this out of my ear, I swear to God. Kevin Kubilianovich Rasputin Kubicheski. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> and Barf. Wasn't it Barf, the guy? Yes! In the cafeteria. Yeah, and you say water. Yeah. Water does on your head. You say what? And the green slime drops on so your the head. The slime comes down? Or, yeah, I and don't know. There was this no. one girl on there. I don't who, know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's right. It was, I don't know. You're right. Yes. Yes, you're totally right. I actually remember sitting there with my sister, and we would sit there with glasses of water and <laughs> dump them on each other's head whenever <laughs> they did that. <laughs> and then I wonder why my children do crap like that. You know what? I know what it is. What? It's pity. It it really is. It's pity dates. Yeah. There's no and other explanation. Thought, you know what? These guys are never going to get anything else but us, so... Speaking of you can't do the intelligent, there was one girl in there I always thought would go far, but unfortunately never really did. I think her name was Alana something. Anyway, so let's move yeah. on. Um, okay. Yes, Ashley Banks played Phoebe the Phoebe, who, as mm-hmm. we both noticed earlier, grew up to uh, resem- slightly resemble Felicia Day, the actress, and she's kind of got a hotness thing going on, which makes me feel uber creepy because she was just a cute little like five-year-old in the movie. We're 30 years old now. So. I know, but still, you know, it's kind of <laughs> weird. Just got, you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm going through some kind of like wormhole. I watch a movie and then I go on IMDb. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, Mary Ellen Trainer plays the mom. What else did yes. she play the mom in, Jason? <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is when we first talked about doing the um, Goonies and Monster Squad double feature. Yes, I never even put those two together, and then I'm watching <laughs> Monster Squad. I'm like, holy crap! Yeah, it's the mom, <laughs> mom in the Go- both. <laughs> yes, because it wasn't enough that they were pretty much just ripping off the Goonies. When it came to the plot and everything else, it was use the same. We got to use the same mom. Yes, it also had um, Michael Faustino as Eugene. And hold on, okay, folks, I'm on IMDb right now. I am hitting trivia because I have to ask: Is he brother of David Faustino? Holy crap, he was. He's the brother of Bud from Married with Children. I thought I was like saw the Faustino. I'm like, wait a minute, is he the brother? Yep. Yeah, sweet. Nice, John Grice. Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. He plays the Wolfman. Yes. And I will wrap this up. Even though Jason, uh, real quick, shout out. Jason Hervey plays EJ, kind of the jerky bully. He's mean to Horace the fat kid. And uh, who? What is he from? He is television. From Wonder Years. Yes. He was. He was the big brother in Wonder brother. Years he was, too. He was a jerk in that too. It was great. He was. <laughs> yeah. He was the younger, not quite as much of a bully, but bigger of a d bag than. Like a Johnny Lawrence kind of Oh, character. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the smaller yeah. version of – I'm the middle school version of Johnny Yeah, Lawrence. sort of like that. And <laughs> yeah. Stan Shaw played the detective, the partner of uh, the dad, Dell, um, and he was in um, a couple of movies I like, which is Harlem Nights, an Eddie Murphy movie that I think is woefully underrated considering all the people that are in it. And, yeah, I think uh, it was good. Yeah. yeah. And um, a movie that I will admit right here in public I like, and I will. it's one of those guilty-ass pleasures that I will watch every time it's on TV. Daylight, Will Sylvester Stallone. I don't care who knows. Really? It. Yep, I like that movie. I love that movie. I don't know why. I just I, <laughs> It's one of the I can't explain. I remember seeing it in the theater we pre because I I was a projectionist slash assistant manager. I was mm-hmm. rolling in the dough, people. <laughs> oh my god. A fifty cent raise uh, there, baby. Whoa, you have no idea. You have no idea. Free, all the free popcorn you can eat, nachos with cheese, and right how and floor. how I weighed over three hundred pounds, I will never know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we previewed that movie, and I remember at the, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I'm watching this movie, and it's like I intuitively because it's around that time in the '90s, that '96 time period. They had all these, you know, n- you know, disaster type films that came out, and yeah. and it just, but it, it struck a chord with me. And it had Daniel Harris, which is cool. Mm. So, Jason, would you like to just real quick uh, go over the synopsis since I've spent 48 minutes? <laughs> Wait, I want to throw one other thing out there yes, that you and I, being massive Lost fans, and Big fans of the Lost podcast with Jay and Jack and the transmission. It, it, you forgot something with, with Ryan and Jen. Do you want to say their names? You inconsiderate oh, boob. The I'm just transmission, kidding. Transmission, which the title wasn't the transmission with Ryan and Jen. It was transmission. Well, I wanted to ask yes, that. Okay. With Ryan and Jen, Ozawa, John Grice. Oh, that door, the He was Ben's dad. <laughs> he played Ben Line as his dad. dad. I'm he a was, dork. I can't believe I forgot that. He was that. workman. That's right. He was. He was workman. Um, hello, spoiler alert. For Lost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. If you haven't watched Lost, that gave nothing away because it makes no sense. And well, it, I mean, it's not like you said that, you know, in the end. <laughs> I'll add a beep over that. I mean, what the hell was that? Anyway. I, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm, I'm add a beep, I think, over that. <laughs> because beeps make everything funnier. So, so yes, was, he was the... Uh, he was in Lost. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So, Jason, go ahead and bust out the synopses. Pretty much just reiterate Goonies <laughs> and replace <laughs> monsters with pirates or pirates with monsters. And we're good. <laughs> no, no. So this is a story of a club of kids um, 
and it led by Sean, who is Andre Gower, and um, he leads this group of like horror fanatics who are more like 40s movies horror fanatics because they seem to be more fans of like Frankenstein and Dracula and the mummy and werewolf and, and Groundhog Day Part 12. Yes, the <laughs> Groundhog Day Part 12, which I would love to see Bill Murray come back with, with chainsaw. a chainsaw. <laughs> it's total justice. Um, but uh, yeah, so they are this club. Who are, you know, sort of these horror fanatics and the one, I guess, super badass kid in all of school, um, uh, Rudy. Rudy, yep, Rudy, Ryan Lambert, uh, who apparently wears leather and lots of gel in his hair and it lights matches. It was the 80s. His... Neck shoots? <laughs> yes, it was the 80s. Overs? Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, he wants to join them. And uh, so they all kind of join – they create this monster squad. Well, at some point, the – I guess all of the great creatures of the night mm-hmm. – no, I guess really just Dracula and Frankenstein – are being flown across country. I think the Gill Man was in there too because I think when they – when it, uh, yes. the, we saw yeah, two uh, coffins fall into – The Black Lagoon yeah. and Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. which credit for they called him actually – like you said, Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein. And uh, Dracula were all in this air World War II – era bomber for some mm-hmm. reason flying over middle america and uh, they get dropped into um the middle of this swamp in what, iowa <laughs> who knows <laughs> i don't know um and so um sean the leader of this gang happens across a book that was actually written a diary written by uh van helsing the original van helsing all written in german and it says that every 100 years the amulet that keeps the balance of good and darkness um, even can be destroyed and so count dracula awakens in this airplane and uh he lands in middle america awakens all his creatures of the night which are all kind of the universal creatures um of lore and uh, he's going to find this amulet and destroy it and sean and his group of little oh, shitheads um <laughs> decide they're going to stop the creatures of the night and uh they do battle with um, dracula and creature from the black lagoon and frankenstein's monster and the mummy and um, Wolfman, uh-huh. that's it, right? Yeah, because Wolfman has nards. Yes, Wolfman has nards, yes. But yes. that's all. They're, I'm not yes. forgetting anybody. Yes. Yeah. No, okay. no, I think you got them all. I, so, was, only, um, I was only half then, listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? What? Uh, so, yes, they do They do battle with the these, you know, kind of the creatures of the night. And so I won't give away the second half, um, but that's basically the synopsis. Oh, and yes, let's not forget that um, his mom and dad are, I guess, halfway to divorce because his dad's a police uh detective and he's dealing with all of these crazy reports of wolfman and dracula and his mom says you're choosing your job over me and when can i spend time with the family and then the little phoebe comes in and she's like are you gonna yell at him and the mom says well i love your father and she goes what i meant are you gonna yell at sean for scaring me and she's like oh haha, yeah i'll talk to him and so there's the whole melodrama of the family falling apart did this hit? Did, it, did this hit close to home, Jay? It was something I, I can't talk about. Did you have the same sheets as Phoebe, <laughs> or, or was it Eugene's Robotech pajamas that threw you over the edge? It was the Robotech PJs. I gotta tell you, no, I had Rainbow Bright sheets. That does not remotely shock me. <laughs> yeah. So the Monster Squad. Quick backstory. Um, I remember being in sixth grade. We lived. We had moved to a, a home. One of many. 
many houses we moved to. Oh, I wasn't an army brat. My mom apparently just liked to move a lot, so we probably moved to six or seven different houses all in the same town. Kind of sucks, really, because other than getting to see the town from all sorts of different perspectives, eh. On a completely unrelated note, if you'd like to see a really cool uh, series of graves, just uh, look up the houses Joel used to live in. in the back Pretty much, yes. So <laughs> they can't prove a thing. Anyway, <laughs> so one of those houses had a cool kind of, you know, marginally older graveyard down the road. And I remember this kid, I want to say his name was David, uh, in, in my, um, it was English class, sixth grade. And I remember we had you know, seen this movie. And he and I actually formulated a plan. He was going to stay over at my house. We were going to sneak down to the graveyard with stakes in tow. No way. Dude, I'm not, we, I remember writing this out. We plotted it, okay? And wow. we were going to take out the vamps. That was the goal. That was the mission. <laughs> and that's how it had to go down. Because that's how I rolled. I, you know, as a kid watching this movie, I was those kids pretty much. I, I was obsessed mm. with scary horror movie stuff from, you know late elementary school on up and uh, you know so i could I, it was very relatable to me um and it, it'll be interesting i thought it would be interesting to see it again as an adult now to be fair i saw it a couple years ago it had been a little while i mean mm-hmm. i want to say the when they re-released the uh, re-released it on dvd was the first time i had seen it in a long time um and i don't know i'm gonna hold back what i think jason no no jason i no. i <laughs> I feel that I no. want to extend the carpet to you. Bull hockey. Bull hockey. I already know I, how you I feel. I first the last two times. You set me up. <laughs> but here's the beauty of this. Because oh, because I've been playing the whole, like, oh, Munster Squad versus the Goonies card. I mean, this pretty much can only go one way. <laughs> All right. I'll go first. Okay, you go first. May I? Oh, please do. Oh, you're such a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, I had seen this movie before. It's been quite a while. I think it's probably in the late 80s, early 90s I saw it. I mean, I know it came, it came, it, it, it but came out not, of the late 80s. <laughs> I mean, not long after it came out, I saw it. And then I think I saw it again in the early 90s um, uh, around Halloween time. They were replaying it and I watched it. And so I'm familiar with it. I'm obviously, I obviously know a lot of characters in it, a lot of the actors and actresses in it. Um, and so I rewatched it because. All extensions to you. You gave me a copy of this for my birthday last year. I did, uh, but for full disclosure, it was a bootleg copy. <laughs> not very high quality. <laughs> oh, now that hurts. I thought you paid, like, real money for it. Huh? <laughs> no, we did pay money for it, but it was... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, wait a minute, hold on. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean hypothetically, because that would be wrong. Pirate's <laughs> bad. <laughs> I've seen those yeah. commercials at the beginning of all the movies and DVDs. I know those poor people need... Listen. What, what was that? <laughs> I didn't distribute nothing. Don't look at me. He did it. I know why you gave it to me now. Oh. You were kissing my arse. No, it was called, trying it was called evidence. <laughs> it's called yeah. disposing of evidence. We're passing it off. Okay, so I did like Goonies. Yeah, no kidding. We had this discussion last yep. week. Yep. And I will say this had a similar feel to it. It did have, you know, kind of the kids get together, uh, going on an adventure, and I liked that element of it. I liked it was kind of the innocence of a kid's movie. Like if you were watching it just generally as a kid, um, 
and I can definitely see for you being more of a horror fan at the time, more than I was at that time, this would be something that rang more true for you. And I did like the, you know, including of the Dracula and the Wolfman and and um, Mummy and all of that. But I got to tell you, there's a big difference between this and Goonies. And for, for this is for you, Will. Go back and watch this movie. These kids. I, I think he said he did. No, no. He said he, I thought he said he hadn't seen it in a while. No, no. He said he saw it as an adult. Like, okay, yeah, but he didn't see it as a kid. It now, like, watch it now. Yeah, because if you saw it like six months ago, Will, you need to watch it now because James Jason's <laughs> about to say will totally change your point of view on this. Okay, Go ahead, I Jay. apologize, Will, if I offend you in this, but dude, those kids were complete a holes. They were awful. At least the one thing I'll give you with with Goonies is those kids overacting as there may have been. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. There are the same. Plot there was holes no scenery I'm, left. There I'm was... not saying that that Goonies was the Academy Award winning movie. What I will tell you is the difference in these two was Don't... these kids were douchebags, and I. Swear... No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up. Beep, beep, beep. For starters, I wasn't going to begin this with a, and it was better because Goonies sucked here. No, taking the move. Forget Goonies exists. Because to be fair, when we did Goonies. We didn't even bring up the Monster Squad to like the very, very end. And even then, I think we may have cut that out. Um, probably did. <laughs> probably did. So, so, so okay. on its so own. So let's leave Goonies out of it. You let's leave, leave it out of it. Yes, remove it from the discussion. Okay. I have a couple of questions because Go. this time, mm -hmm. ready? Mm -hmm. These are my notes. Okay, good. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have, I have a question for you. Uh huh. And by the way, my answers will not include anything like, oh, because I just like Goonies. No. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I just like Monster Squad. No. <laughs> And I never said that. Oh, you're okay. Let mm -hmm. me ask you these. Ready? Mm -hmm. Number one. Mm -hmm. What the heck was the mummy doing in that boy's closet? One moment, he's with Dracula. I got an They're answer. They're raising Frankenstein's monster. I got an answer. I, lo I love... Sudden, I love wait, wait, wait. We need to do a, a really funny joke yep. about a kid yep. saying there's a monster no, in the closet. that is not and why. And saying, let Jason, me look. Oh, there's an a monster. Oh, close I've up. got an answer. I know exactly yeah, why. She's doing it there. Let me. I, I can answer it with one simple question for you. Please go ahead. You Be, can't answer a question with a question. I. I it, this is important. <laughs> Hold on. Answer the question. Okay. Uh, why was the give mommy me back in my that son? Closet? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Just it, when you answer this question, you'll have your answer. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. I'm sure. no, wait. Wait. Seriously. <laughs> Hold on. You got nothing. Yes, I do. Hold on. Did your mom ever catch you masturbating in the closet? <laughs> you can't even get it out. <laughs> no, because who the hell goes in the closet? Did your mom ever catch you masturbating in the closet? Is what I what I said. No, who the hell goes? I said, in the and closet? then I was going to say, good hiding place. <laughs> good hiding place, huh? Yeah. So he's watching the little boy. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because they needed to have a joke yes. about so what? Monster in the Closet uh -huh. and that film. Yes, as opposed to characters doing un psychic things. At least when Dracula does psychic things, it <laughs> makes sense because he's psychic. <laughs> wait, wait, my turn. Okay, go Next. ahead. Mm -hmm. Ready? Oh, there's definitely plot holes. I won't even disagree at that point. So, towards the end of the movie, mm -hmm. we're getting to the climax. We're fighting the main monsters in... Yep. in um, 
Town Square. Yep. With the Burger <laughs> King. Oh, and, and it turns out there is an old church there. That apparently nobody uses. Because really monsters hate religious stuff, according to Sean. <laughs> and uh, so all of a sudden, uh, Dracula has laser beams? What did he shoot at Scary German Guy? Like a light beam? And guess what? It did nothing because Scary German Guy gets up later. It's like, huh, I'm fine now. Let's read the incantation. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell kind of accent was? Okay, first off, first off, he's Dracula. He's a supernatural being. He's the undead. He doesn't yeah. really exist. Not superhero. Okay. <laughs> he's got like he shoots at nothing else happens. Okay. Dracula I can come. Says, okay, you know what's really sad here? I'm going to be the defender of Monster Squad, and yet I could come up with better examples of where the script completely falls short. <laughs> Yeah, I got a million of them. I'm just going through some of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, he seems to come up with this one power at this one moment to shoot like a beam of light at uh, the scary German guy. I think they probably did it just for the flash of it, because honestly, he could have just as easily picked him up and chucked him 20 feet and been done with it. Exactly. Or crushed his neck. Okay, ready? Number mm-hmm, three. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Would you join a club if everybody in that club just called you fat kid? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Would if your I... nickname was Fat Kid, okay. everybody else hmm. has a regular name. They're hmm. like, "Hi, I'm Sean. I'm Rudy. I'm Patrick. I'm Fat Kid." Hmm. Do the truffle shuffle, or you can't come in the house. <laughs> At least Chunk is endearing. Are Fat you? Kid... T- oh my God. Okay, we're go- all right now. All right, hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait, hold on. I gotta get the gloves off. Hold on. Gloves are off. I was wearing my isoturners as they work with my iPad. All right, here's the deal, dude. That is a bunch of crap. Fat kid, first off, at least they were ballsy enough and honest enough to just call him fat kid. They don't, oh, Chunk, isn't he cute? He's precocious. He screams a lot. Chunk was a running joke. That's all Chunk was from beginning to end of that movie. His entire existence in the film is for that. Fat kid is, fat kid at least, you get a sense of, oh, I don't know, him being an actual character, a person, a human being, not just a running joke. You feel sorry for him. He makes, he's kind of sensitive and sweet, and you feel bad what? for him when people are really? mean to him. Fat kid is not a running joke? <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that the whole fat jokes thing, there aren't, I mean, they call him fat kid, but there's not a whole lot of fat jokes at him. He's not used at the, he is not the butt of a bunch of jokes. They, the kid is mean to him at the beginning. At the very end of the movie, when you get the awesome, you know, my name is Horace, Okay, and actually he stands up for himself, unlike Chunk, who, oh, I don't know, is just going to apparently move in with a 50-year-old mutant. (sighs) (laughs) Who's called what, Frankenstein? Is that what it is? Oh, no, oh, by the way, I wrote down, (laughs) hold on, to be fair, I wrote down Frankenstein equals sloth. Oh, perfectly. I mean, like, I waited for him to say Frankenstein love Phoebe. (laughs) But I will say he was slightly less creepy than sloth in his Jason Voorhees-looking self. Which actually made it worse because he looked more normal, and he was in love with Phoebe. Who Frankenstein? No, I don't think he looked normal. Frankenstein's monster. He didn't look normal. More normal than Sloth. Well, oh wow. Conehead Sloth with the little squiggy ears and the one eye, one eye set. That's down. like saying we're at Jason's family reunion, and the one flipper kid looks slightly less <laughs> creepy than the lobster claw. <laughs> that's what that's like, Jason. Seriously. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
Oh, God. You know, I, I, this, this should be fair, because unlike you, I'm going to point out some flaws in my own favorite childhood memory movie that I have CND over, and I acknowledge my CND. Although, I would point out that this, this movie was much better, better shot, like the look of it. Peter Hyams was the producer, and this movie, to me, is the sort of lower-budget version of Poltergeist, whereas the rumors of Poltergeist were that Spielberg really much directed it, and Toby Hooper was there. I kind of feel like that's the same thing with this one. If you listen to the commentary, Fred Decker does allude to Peter Hyams' influence because Hyams, you know, was a a DP and, of course, he did, like, Time Cop and Outland and a bunch of big sci-fi. And you could definitely see his visual imprint on this movie much more so than Decker because if you look at anything else Decker's done, it doesn't look anything like this movie. And I personally like the way the movie looks, so... Yeah, and I have to agree with you there. It looked good. And and, and good, the monster effects were done by guys out of Stan Winston's shop, and the effects were, even by, I would say, by today's standards, the Wolfman's face was a little meh. I mean, it didn't really move much. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it but the Gill Man, wolfy. I thought the Gill Man looked awesome. Like I thought He was he, great. The yeah. Gill Man was I, awesome. I the Mummy, I thought, looked great, too, actually. I thought the Mummy and the Gill Man were both fantastic. Yeah, and, and as much as I rag on that, you know, Mummy in the Closet thing, that whole the shot of the door opening and the mummy standing there and kind of slowly reaching up as a kid, I remember that freaking me out. And even Mm -hmm. watching it now, I thought, God, that's a good shot. It looks really, I think the other thing to to consider too, is that stuff like that, I will grant you from a plot, like story perspective. It makes like, why would he be in other than, and this, this could be one of those, Oh, we left the scene out of the movie and thus, um, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But since somewhere along the way, Dracula obviously figures out these kids are onto him even before they show up at the house because it's before that that the Wolfman you know calls the right. police and he's going to kill your son. Well, yeah. obviously the monsters all know about these kids, so you could well, make the argument that the mummy was sent there to watch yeah, yeah. that one kid, well, but then why didn't you take him out? To be fair, if they had cut this that little scene and put it somewhere else in the movie, it would have probably made more sense but like where where, i don't i don't agree with that i think you're right initially which is it doesn't make sense it's just a gag it was a well no if yeah but if they had put it like when uh uh, dracula sends frankenstein out to get the book from the kids because he says you need to kill the kids or get the book you know that kind of thing if they had after that put the mummy in the kid's closet then it would have made a a little bit more sense because he was sending the his minions out to get the book gotcha yeah that makes sense but 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 i think that's one of those it doesn't really affect the overall plot i think it falls into the camp of probably a kill your darlings kind of scene that you know when when you're when you're writing you know you don't want to kill those things that just work so well but they really don't fit and everyone's like why did you include that but he included because quite honestly it looked it was funny when i wrote it yeah it was funny it was it was a funny scene but it's completely out of context so um and and i agree with that point i mean yeah Yeah. but 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 there's you, it's sort of like in, a, in any movie. I mean, movies are contrived. That's what they are by their very nature. They're made up no, stories yeah. that people make up. So, But the key is how will you hide the contrivances? And I think probably if I, looking back, I had a beef with Goonies, I felt like they just didn't do a very good job hiding the contrivances that were there. This movie has some pretty bad contrivances that I noticed more so on this viewing because I was I was specifically looking for them. But yeah. like... In, in the all, whereas in the Goonies, I felt like they annoyed me because it was st- decisions the characters were making. In this movie, they annoyed me because it was more like a, isn't that, isn't that convenient kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you this. I will say that both the Goonies and Monster Squad are, are on par. Same kind of movie. They're equal, I would say, in their, their their shots and most of the stuff. The only thing that really set me off about this movie versus Goonies, because they both, let me, I'll be the first one to make, 
Goonies has some holes in it that you know you can't fill. You can drive a goblin face truck a 50, through with a fifty-gallon bucket of spackle. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. But the only thing that set me off about this movie was that the kids seemed less likable. Really? Like there was more. I could, I could see you saying that about like Rudy's supposed to be the he's supposed to be the Spike the Sawyer. He's supposed to be that guy. But I, I don't know. I mean, Sean. Oh, Sawyer, huh? yeah. No, they were a holes. They were all like, all? let's Phoebe. Okay, no, Eugene? Phoebe wasn't. I don't even think any of them were other than now Sean. But I kind of felt, yeah, here's the other thing. I, and this Sean one, I think, and Patrick were the worst because they were supposed to be the I didn't leaders think of this was. group. I really didn't take that. I didn't get that at all from Patrick. I didn't. I I didn't. I mean, I was just a, a nah. know, subjective thing because I honestly didn't get that. Now with Sean, okay. Let me ask you this: How many times did you jump up and down? try and get a hold of a picture of your naked sister <laughs> i did think that was weird but the only thing i was thinking and this is this so is again holding the picture of, of, it, of in, his sister with full frontal nudity yeah and they're all kids are jumping around well we there's two see. bigger points here one that this is a well i think this movie is pg-13 so it wasn't a kid's movie but uh, a little was. kid's movie but 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 the fact but the fact of the matter is um I, I i can make the argument he probably was trying to get it from them like the whole like oh don't look at the picture of my sister kind of thing no but the problem was, is the way it was, it, the whole scene was blocked. You don't see his face. So all the other kids are jumping. And, and why was Phoebe jumping for it? Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, other than, oh, you could make the argument she's just copying her older brother. But it's kind of no, creepy. No, he looked quite as excited as everybody else was. But Eugene and... was sitting over to the side. Why wouldn't <laughs> yeah, she just and... be sitting next to him? And the other thing was, for those of you who haven't seen either of these movies, this is the much more adult. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is definitely this is not for little kids, dude. This is no, no, no. You can be safe for the most part. They drop a few s bombs in the Goonies, but it ain't. Yes, but they're very. You know, there aren't many, and it's one of those where my parents, as I watched Goonies, would have maybe winced a little. Monster Squad, they would have turned it off because you know there was some sexual. Well, let's see. We have we have Rudy in their clubhouse taking. He's basically a peeping tom. He's taking. High quality por- portraits of Patrick's sister in the nude. Uh, you don't actually get to see them, yeah. Um, yeah. But but you definitely it's not it's not hinted at. Um, no, it's um, subtle. They, these kids pretty much they sound like they're in a 80, 1980s Joel Silver kind of action movie like Die Hard. I mean the the only yes. thing that, or Lethal Weapon the only thing missing is the f bomb. They drop everything else. I mean they pretty really much. they oh, curse yeah. like yeah. And now they do use one other f bomb, which <laughs> yes. is a whole other discussion unto itself. You and I have talked a lot about making sure you understand the context of the time mm-hmm. period of a movie. And this being mid-80s, that was something that wasn't thought of as Not being, wow, way. this no. could hurt somebody. So yeah. it was more just what stupid 12-year-old boys said yeah. yes. without ever thinking about it. Along with calling each other fat any... kid and trying to, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, pretty much. do all this. No, fat kid was still a bad one. Well, and I was going to say with fat kid, and I really, uh, and I don't know if you're just doing it because I was so mean to chunk, but... Honestly, I, I really cannot disagree with you more on because I felt like his character seriously. I think he was just this very insecure, and having been somewhat of a chunky lad myself at one point, um, I felt like his character was one of those like very insecure. Like he just accepted it, even though he hated it. Yep. yep. Hence the ending when he does his little move, which I, I think yeah. I guess that's the point is that the name is Horace. Yeah, yeah. Good thanks. Yo, was a good job, fat kid. The name. Is Horace? I felt like no. The only thing I'll say about that, yeah. no. The only thing I'll say about that, I didn't feel. I didn't feel like it felt out of context of twelve-year-old boys calling each other names. I felt like it was lazy writing. Like they could have come up with a little bit better. I felt like Chunk was at least a little bit better of a funny reference than just Fat Kid. I mean, it's not like in Goonies they didn't call Data like 
Asian boy or well, yeah, Chinese I, kid. Yeah, you know? but, I mean, but I think I think the thing is is that I just got the vibe. Well, it's sort of like at the very end too, like when Dracula picks little this little tiny five year old up and gets in her face and goes. Give me the amulet, oh my God, yes. you bitch! And you like, ah, and she's screaming. And if you listen to the commentary, oh if you listen to like her an interview with her and stuff, she talks about that. That like literally scared the no. crap out of her. I mean, she was, you know, really. So, so yeah, no, I didn't listen to the commentary on this, but that was that's that definitely stood out to me. I thought, holy crap! I mean, and I think even Decker himself, five year old girl. Yeah, I think Fred Decker himself <laughs> said that if he had to do it over again, he would have cut that he wouldn't have had him say that and he or, and and i think i don't know that he said i don't think he said he would have cut him getting to her and you know reacting the way he does i think it was more of like just calling just her the yeah it, it, it came across as very yeah. harsh like i mean but but then again he's freaking that's why i actually will say that duncan regeer in my opinion one of the best draculas ever because i really truly felt like he was pure evil and just sociopathic about like didn't care it was blowing up kids clubhouses with dynamite yeah, he came killing... across as a he came across as a good psycho oh, like totally he was great i, I mean, would but... expect a real dragon yeah, there was none of that yeah. like you know i don't wrong big angel fan big angel fan but there was none of that whole like mm-hmm. you know vampire with a heart none of that twilight crap no no this dude he dressed he like bella smart. but he kicked butt like christopher lee and gary oldman so yeah, yeah. and let's see what else did all I right have. oh so, I, I will say using pizza we'll, we'll, on dracula we'll... awesome move i love that very subtle kind of thing, but the fact that pizza... Although yeah. I don't think it was necessary to have Sean then turn around and go, oh, garlic in the pizza. Well, thanks, Sean. Really? Yeah, wow. we didn't need that. No, I got it. Yeah, that's true. And, come on, really? You blow up Wolfman with dynamite and he reassembles... But that's the- what I'm saying. They, I don't understand how this movie didn't get an R. Yeah, I there mean, was some gore... I mean, well, this was... Well, I guess this was late 80s. Yeah, but so. around 87, and I don't think we had this conversation uh, during yeah. during the RoboCop episode. I don't think we went in too in-depth into the whole MPA thing. But this is around that time when they really started cracking down on like horror films. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Now, I guess you could make the argument even, it was a Wolfman and not a co-ed, so that's why they let him get away with it. But <laughs> Yeah, true. And, I gotta, and going back to Will again, I wouldn't even consider this really a horror movie. I mean, this is more of a... At the very max a horror comedy but i would consider this more it was like definitely an adventure. darker I, I think it was yeah, but it, it was dark i think i actually pulled out of it this time that it was a lot more serious than i seem to remember it being like it was definitely had some laughs in it but it, it was, was not grown up. huh it was a lot more grown up an yeah. adult than i remember it being but yeah. i still think it was more of a a dark com- i mean not like a dark comedy but like more of a you know a family comedy with a family a comedy? What the hell kind of family comedy? <laughs> you know, a family uh, comedy like Harlem kind of Nights. Like, like uh, Richard Pryor on the Sunset Strip. Like that. <laughs> Teddy Murphy Raw. <sighs> yes. All right, so are we done? Die Hard. That's a family film. Oh, wait, you that haven't is. seen it's that. Christmas. You, you haven't seen that yet. Uh, who the hell knows? <laughs> you probably have and haven't told me. <laughs> Okay, so Jason, would you like to get into our? Although, wait, wait, Jason, a little birdie told me our something. Our six, wait, six, wait, no, okay. I believe huh? something's huh? changed, Jason. Something's changed about that. Yeah. Yes, something has changed. Go ahead, Jason. Tell the tell the peeps. Yo, you may not know this, but I'm a bit of a math geek, and so I was doing some math earlier. No, seriously, um, <laughs> <laughs> math, right? <Yeah>. Um. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, we realized that if we did six picks for another a, a six year. months. For a year. Yeah, a year, 
Right. Yeah, we'd run out of 80s movies uh, within that year. And or at so least ones that would relate to the movies that, we're talking about. Well, yeah, plus we kind of stretch it sometimes. So anyway, so we've decided that instead of six flicks, picks, we're going to actually focus very carefully on two movies that we recommend translation, that fit. Translation, we're being lazy. Yeah, you're lazy. <laughs> No, no. Seriously, no, there isn't. It, it's just that uh, we started to repeat some of the movies, and we would like to spend more you know, more focused time on them. So anyhow, we're going to do two movies instead of six, and so that means we're dropping a deuce. Hopefully by the next episode, I will have the sound of the plopping and the toilet flushing. Because <laughs> your lifelong dream has been to say, dropping a deuce. <laughs> Thousands of listeners. That's right. <laughs> so, I'm so, going to let so you go first this evening. Oh, are you now? <laughs> yes. Well, my pick. Yeah, you know my pick. Although, although we, Jason and I have also decided that for this, since we're only going to do two movies from now on, here on out, we're not going to tell each other what the other movie is. So, for for the ultimate yep. in hilarity, will be if we ever pick the same movie. But because we want to make sure, and this is the other reason why we thought the six flicks picks <laughs> was getting a little excessive, was we try we're trying to get the movies to relate thematically, and. That oftentimes works, but as you probably, if you go back and listen, there were several episodes where suddenly it's like, well, we did it based on the actors in the movie. Because we've already done The Lost Boys like four episodes ago, and that covered most of the vampires we wanted to cover, so now we're, oh, crap. Screw Yeah. And guess what? There aren't six movies that are in this exact same theme, but. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was getting it was getting a bit painful. Plus, like he said, like literally in 50-something episodes, we would have well over 300. So, in the spirit of the Monster Squad, in the spirit of multi-monsters, I chose from 1948. But you're thinking, what, this is, I thought this was like an 80s, maybe, maybe early 90s podcast. Okay, fine, take the 8, 4 and the 8 and switch them around, you got 84. But it was actually from 1948. <laughs> it was Bud Abbott and Lou Costello meet Frankenstein, commonly called Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, but the actual title is their full names. I prefer the shortened moniker. Okay. It starred, of course, Bud Abbott and Hey Abbott and Lou Costello. Uh, it also starred Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman, Bella Lugosi as Count Dracula. Believe it or not, this is the only other motion picture where he actually portrayed the Count. He played vampires in some other films, but he this is the only one where he actually uh, recreated that character for the big screen. Glenn Strange played the Frankenstein monster. He also played, I believe, the Ghost of Frankenstein and a few other pictures. He was also really big in uh, westerns. Uh, they offered the part to Boris Karloff, who played the monster in the original uh, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. However, Karloff turned it down, but was willing to appear in some promo pieces. I think there's a promo shot of him like buying a ticket to the movie, you know, that kind of thing. But apparently yeah. he was quoted as saying he never saw it and never would because he thought it was actually an insult to his beloved terror picture terror pictures <laughs> yes because he didn't like calling them horror no he called them terror, terror pictures terror pictures i don't know why i'm talking like this <laughs> <laughs> suddenly boys in slow motion yeah. yes so <laughs> it, it, it is a a classic of the genre it, it 
I think Quentin Tarantino has talked about it being a huge influence on him. Uh, there's a really cool voice cameo at the end. I will not ruin it by telling you what it is. But it does tell the story of Hey Abbott! Uh, they, uh, Bud Abbott and Luke Costello play two gentlemen named Wilbur and Chick. Great names. Who work in, I believe it's some sort of like luggage depot of some sort. And they end up get coming across some packages uh, that are to be shipped to a uh, wax museum, House of Horrors type uh, type of joint. And they, of course, are Dracula and the Frankenstein monster. Uh, meanwhile, they get a phone call from this uh, gentleman named uh, Larry Talbot, who's calling them from uh, Europe and is warning them, uh, trying to warn them anyway. And, of course, it's the classic Larry Talbot, Lon Chaney Jr., you know, where he's, you know, desperate for anybody to believe him. And, you know, he's tragic and, you know hates his life, et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, it has the classic Wolfman transformation. This film did not uh, involve Jack B. Pierce, who was, you know, notorious for creating a lot of those original makeups because the, uh, the people they brought in for this film had, um, were doing it, uh, had a faster method. So technology even then, folks, it was the CGI of the day. It was the CGI of the day. <laughs> yes. But yes, um, I'm not going to go into much more of the story. Honestly, the story... It's typical monsters trying to take over the world kind of thing. Uh, but it, it's classic for the fact that it is the last universal picture that featured all those monsters until Van <clears throat> Helsing with Hugh Jackman. <sighs> yes. So, Jason. At least Hugh Jackman went on to create bigger and better films like Wolverine. <laughs> Sorry. Wolverine has that one really awesome, not cliche at all shot where the camera cranes over him as he goes, no, and leans back and yells up at the sky, at the gods, no, shaking his fist. So, Jason, that was my pick, 1948, Evan Costello. You and your 1940s movies. Uh, Everyone hates black and white. I think it's funny because I'm usually the one that harkens back that far back. I love Abbott and Costello. They're some of my favorite uh, pairs up there with... Um, Laurel and Hardy? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the other one. But, no, I love Abbott and Costello, and, and especially that the movie with uh, Frankenstein. But I'm going to go a little bit I was so newer. insincere. <laughs> no, I do no, love really, Abbott. Yeah, I, no, lo- I love you, kid. I love you. Yeah, call us. We'll call you. Whatever. Yeah, call me. No, don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> I'm going to go a little newer, but not in the uh, new millennium. I'm only going to go a couple de- decades further. Um, yes, I'm going with, follow me here, Rankin and Bass. Do you remember Rankin and Bass? I know what you're going to pick. I know what you're going to pick. <laughs> Rankin and Bass, the producers uh-huh. and writers who brought you <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Wouldn't it be great if I blurted out the most- title to your movie? <laughs> No. <laughs> MMP? MMP? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they brought your your famous and your, your favorite Christmas movies and uh, Santa Claus and... Rudolph um, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, but they also did a couple of my favorite animated features. Uh, the Last Unicorn and I, The Hobbit. The yep. animated Hobbit, not the remake they're doing coming up with. We, I love how you're calling that a remake. Well, it is. The Hobbit was done in 1977. They're remaking it. And plus, Tolkien wrote it back in... See, does it count really as a remake if all of the sources are derivative of a written work? 
Yeah, anyway, no, go ahead. They, but they're pulling it out of something that was already. Yeah, but they're not really remaking that original movie. They're re, they're telling the Tolkien it's an story. An animated feature, and they're doing a live action version now. Does that make you feel better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the last unicorn, which was trippy. Yes, I have that one. Indeed, it's, it is, yeah another one of those movies you watch. You go for kids. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, not a children's movie. Anyway, so very famous duo that has done some fantastic. Uh, uh, especially TV stuff, but fantastic films, did a – the only Halloween flick they ever did called Mad Monster Party, 1967. Uh, Rankin and Bass and the majority of the um, uh, voices in this were actually done by Alan Swift, who's done a, a, a plethora of voices and done a lot of TV work. But this actually stars, believe it or not, Boris Karloff as mm-hmm. – Baron Frankenstein, who I guess is retiring, and he's had enough of the villain business, and he's handed it off to his wife's nephew. And um, so, it, this the the reason I picked this is because it's actually a pretty funny classic film, but it actually has um, Dracula and Frankenstein's monster. Wait, wait, Jason, and, Jason, Jason, yeah, Jason, yeah, isn't one of the most terrifying creatures in all of Hollywood history in this film as well? Yes, yes. Oh my God. It gives me creeps every time Phyllis Diller <laughs> plays Frankenstein's wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh. That's why he created the monster, so he <laughs> wouldn't have to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's awful. Yeah, so there's basically five people that are in this uh, flick. Most of them are Alan Swift, but Boris Karloff plays Frankenstein, uh, Baron Frankenstein. Um, Phyllis Diller plays uh, Frankenstein Monster's wife, and it's sort of like what you imagine Charlie Sheen's comedy roast would be like. (laughs) (laughs) And funny. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, so it's, it's a parade of monsters coming up to speak about you know, Frankenstein's monster is his retirement party. And it's, it's actually really cute and funny. And it's the same kind of stop motion animation that was in Rankin and Bass's, uh, uh, Rudolph and Frosty and, and Santa Claus stuff. So it's, it's that cute style, but it's, it's actually really funny. And it's one of the only other movies that has Frankenstein, Dracula, um, and, and, uh, creature from the black lagoon, but it also has Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and the invisible man and, um, a whole plethora of other, kind of classic universal monsters but um Very so yeah cool. that's my awesome drop a deuce awesome 1967 monster good choices my Mad friend monster. good choices well choice choices <laughs> it's plural choices. yeah yours and mine yes so, yours yeah. and choices yes plural so jason would you like to bust out the voicemail uh, feedback line as you heard from will and tom the fanboy absolutely give us a call anytime anywhere seriously even if you have like a landline whatever that is 206-203-0491 that's the forgotten flicks hotline give and, us a call and don't forget your long di- some some long distance charges may apply god who plays long pays long distance charges i don't even know <laughs> visit us at forgottenflicks.com come follow us you know in a sort of stalkery type fashion i am forgotten flicks and jason is flick sidekick on twitter please check out our facebook page it's actually been growing i think almost daily now it seems like i get a new little message so-and-so yeah, likes one a day. <laughs> yeah, so-and-so likes Forgotten Flicks. Just kidding. And, yeah, so check us out there. And, of course, we have iTunes. You can download the show, subscribe. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. Or you could even leave a review. I'm just saying. Please leave a review, please. Please. Jason needs it. He's sad. Winning! Winning! 
the best part is you're making topical humor that like three years from now somebody comes back across this podcast and be like what is he, what is he talking about what the hell <laughs> is it, what, yes these guys what's wrong with them so yes jason i believe we covered all bases this is the first episode out of the bag would you like to tell them what our next episode will feature in the second installment of the 2011 october spooky flicks fest oh yes we're covering one of my favorite favorite horror movies of all time what was that phyllis diller flick again no the bone oh, yard. I'm sorry. Yeah, John Carpenter, The Thing, <laughs> which technically is a remake that's going to be remade. And actually, our episode's a... coming out the week of the remake of the remake. Oh, that's true. So it's the remake of the remake. It's coming out in theaters. We're talking about the remake, mm-hmm. not the remake of the remake. And on that note... Kurt Russell was cool. Yes, he was. And on that note, remember, <laughs> Wolfman may have nards. And perhaps if you stick around at the end of the music, there might be a surprise for you. See you next week. guys, it's Peter. Uh, I'm not too late, am I? Please, I'm not too late, because you were going to record on the 28th, right? So, uh, and it's it's midnight here, so it should be around 6 your time, so I don't think I'm too late. I hope not. It's Monster Squad, damn it. I have to be on the first uh, October Spooky Flix Fest movie, right? And it's, it's, it's Monster Squad. I just uh, took a walk tonight listening to the Goonies episode, and Joel, I must say, you took a really big chunk out of that movie. I liked it. It is an okay movie, but uh, today's Monster Squad. And being a, a, a universal horror buff, liking all the, the old stuff, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and Wolfman, I, it's, as I said, it's Monster Squad. Geeking out now. And, uh, yeah, and about Wolfman, yeah, he did have nards, did being the key word here, okay? Oh, oh, by the way, uh, Space Camp, the only thing I remember from Space Camp is Leah Thompson. (sighs) Have fun, guys. See ya. Bye-bye.